we talked about Elon Musk a little bit, which made me think of the Tesla truck that's going around. Yeah. Have you seen a new Tesla truck, yeah. SUV? What do you think about it? Dope. Shit, the glass broke, but, I, you know, shit was dope. He does a lot of dope shit. Niggas ain't keeping up with him. He does a lot of shit. It doesn't mean he was, like, again, you know, he's a cool guy based on what he's done. So his swag comes from his success, right? But, like, my swag, and no disrespect, whether I made a dollar or not, I was swaggy the whole way. You could look under the hood. When I was 16, I was killing it. And 15, 14, 13, and all of it. Yo, this is Leo Black exclusively at Dame Dash Studios, and this is Leo Black Show. Yo, Dame, so your last Breakfast Club preview was notorious. I mean, it went viral. Charlemagne wants you back. When is your next time at the Breakfast Club? I guess the next time I'm out there. You know, it's really not that deep. I don't think it'll be a problem. I was going to do it uh, when I was out there, but the holidays had started. So, you know, every time I go to New York, I have something to do. So I always have some shit to promote. You know, I just had to clean up the bubblegum shit. I knew what I was walking into. So I handled it. Now it's time to move forward. And have you and DJ Envy have just agreed to not disagree or to... Yeah, I ain't talking about them, man. I talk, I talk to Envy when I see him. You know, I ain't doing that. But it's no beef there, though, at all. Just gosh. I mean, if there was a beef, it would have got handled. Pause. I don't have, like, halfway beefs with people. There don't be no beef. Like, I be trying to explain, like, you know, where I'm from, you don't have, like, a halfway beef. If you're not willing to go all the way, then you got to squash it. Period. So it's, it's nothing that I'm willing to go all the way about. So it's not a real problem, and it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was nothing. We, you know, nothing. I, ain't, I don't think. I don't think people that don't see things the same that shouldn't be considered a beef. It's just words. There should be no problems over words. It's stupid. There should be problems over actions. He has no action that makes me mad, or that's compromised me or anything I'm doing. That's facts. And more boss talk. I mean, recently you and Master P just met up. Um, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I got the hookup and the uh, the paid in full or the state property collab. I mean, those two producers get together. What is going to manifest from that relationship with you and Master P? I mean, our relationship is more family. It's always been like a brotherhood. So, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. I'm hopefully uh, one day we can you know, stop doing what we're individually doing and doing something together. You know, but I can't put a time limit on that or a schedule, you know what I mean? Or what it even is going to be. You know, you, you never know when things like that. We're, we're creative businessmen, so a lot of things go on and you have to prioritize, you know, what's going to yield the most. Because there's things that I do just for fun, you know, just because I'm inspired in the moment. It's not for business. Like, make music. Like, if somebody walks in here and they're like, yo, let's make a record, and I'm inspired by them. I'm not like, how much money am I going to make from it? I'm more like, how much fun am I going to have? And, and that's really how I do things. So it's really about the, f the fun gauge for certain things, for most things. The money gauge for me is the network. And everything else is fun after that, to be honest. It'll yield, but it won't be what I'm depending on. Like, you know, I've mastered making money off everything. I'm a real hustler. It's in my DNA. So if I laugh a lot, I'm going to make money off it. 
If I get fresh, I'm going to make money off it. If I like to watch movies, then I'm going to make them and get money off it. It's just basically shit that I would do for free because I'm an artist, you know. If you notice, this is a sound stage, but I don't call it a sound stage. I call it the art gallery. Those are walls, and there's art on those walls. So, you know, my narrative is it's a gallery where we create art. That's why I call it a gallery. And you and Master P having that relationship to where you just family, has there been any talk about making a movie? Always. But what I don't realize is we're both executive producers on a television show for the last, you know, five, six years. So we do a television show together. It's called Growing Up Hip Hop. And it's actually going to be on the Wii Channel tomorrow. Thursday. How has it been on Growing Up Hip Hop? cool it's just my life with a camera on me nothing different it makes it where my kids have to be a little accountable because they don't be wanting to see me when when i'm mad but for some money they come through you know so they have to stand in front of me at some point at least for the camera and i mean it being a reality tv show and it having the stigma that it does have are you controlling your narrative on that show growing up hip-hop i mean it's the truth you know i think it would be sometimes i get frustrated that they don't capitalize or showcase the depth and the scale of the businesses I'm doing. You know what I mean? But, you know, my stories are real. Like what you read about in the paper, you'll see in that TV show. It covered everything. That's facts. Um, more boss talk. Recently, you had a chameleon air at the studio. You said you haven't seen him in a while. Recently, he jumped into tech. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the tech business? Uh, Andrew Yang, one of our candidates, is heavy on tech as well. Um, where do you see that going in the near future, tech? I mean, tech is distribution. I mean, everything is about tech. So he got in on it um, early. Like it hasn't been. A w- it's been a while. He's actually kind of like his name rings bells in that world. He's uh he's got in on a couple of things that have worked big. So people also respect his opinion on things. So it's just another way to make bread. And it's a good way, you know. I don't know how fun it is, but you know, I've been to the in the tech world. It's cool. It's cool. A lot of raising money. The raising money thing bothers me. That's the only thing I don't like about the tech world. But it's you know a big part of it. I just don't like the process of raising bread because it doesn't work for me ever. I wanted to ask about the Harlem is Mine movie with Forrest Whitaker. How do you feel about that? Any movie about Harlem is dope. They better get it right. You know, but you know he's he's doing the Bumpy Johnson thing, which is dope. Forrest Whitaker is a great filmmaker, so yeah. I think the more movies about Harlem, the better. Why? How you feel about it? I think it's dope. Yeah, Hell yeah, I, I love Forrest Whitaker. Can't wait to yeah, watch. It's gonna it. shed light on it for real in a different way. Um, recently, we seen you heavy in rotation in New York. Um, you had a Central Park walk. You ran into Smoke Dizza. What was that like? You know, Smoke's my brother. You know, he had called me. He was like, where you at? I was like, I'm in the park. So he pulled up on me. And we had a good conversation. And then, you know, he had a Gucci, a custom Gucci coat from Dapper Dan. I felt like he was fronting on me. So Louboutin was up the block, so I just went and just bought everything I liked in there on him real quick. I mean, you know, we're Harlem guys, so... A lot of the fun is just flashing and fronting on each other. You know, guys that real Harlem guys, they appreciate when somebody's doing well. It makes them, it inspires them. You know, so we, 
our game is just, just front on each other. Just, you know, it's a friendly competition. It's a Harlem thing. It keeps you excellent. Facts. I seen the Diver Dan Gucci coat on him. That shit was fresh. It was hot. You stunned him. Made you want to go get some fresh Gucci's. Was those the Louis shoes, the Louis boots, or those was uh, those Gucci? Those were batons, right? I definitely got right in touch with his, their tailor and Dapper Dan's crew. I was like, I just didn't have time to get down there. I was actually talking to them today. What's your relationship like with Dapper Dan? Very respectful. You know? I mean, it's funny because I used to buy coats from him. I don't even know if he remembers that, but yeah. But when he, we talk, you know, we, we, it's always very respectful, and we both appreciate what we've done. Of course. And, of course, 2019, there was a lot of controversy around Gucci. They're making the uh, the racist sweaters and stuff with the black faces on them. Yeah, burn some Gucci's for that. What was your take on that? Somebody made a mistake, man. In Italy, they be flagrant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't give a fuck. Shit is different over there. It's not like America. So, you know, their perspective on things may be a little more humorous, you know, and, you know, that's why I burned some Gucci's. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to wear them no more, but I did burn some behind that with David. Sebastian. I just I just wanted your take on designer in general. I mean, because obviously you produce music videos and things like that. So, you know, that uh, wearing designer can make you look more appealing and it can bring you more money if you look like money. You attract yeah, money, dressing is a lot of attraction, but swag, also swag is an art, bro. And that's what I was going to ask too. Also, I mean, there's been like quotes and books around it, even pictures surfacing about you know wearing designer and how it's just a waste of money. Pictures with like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, and they're like no Gucci belt in sight, things like that. I don't know about all that. You know, you look at those pictures; those guys didn't necessarily have so much fun doing certain things. And they didn't grow up the way we did. So, you know, from what I understand, Elon Musk comes from a, you know, multi-million, maybe billion-dollar family regardless. So, you know, he may not embrace fancy things because he's always had them. But when you have a lack of something, when you can get an abundance of it, you have fun with it. So I think it doesn't make sense to pay for clothes before your own bills or before investing in yourself. But if you have it, you know, also um, being fresh doesn't necessarily mean someone putting a name on you. You know, that's kind of like cheating to me. So that's why I make my own clothes because I have confidence in me and the way I make my clothes and my brand and what it represents. So, you know, I make my own shit. You know what I mean? And I think that takes confidence. Like, being fresh doesn't mean, you know, being fresh, like, buying somebody's name is like bottle service. You know what I mean? It's cheating. There's no swag in knowing something is, you know, dope just because the name's on it. You should be able to discover something and make it fresh. But just because everyone else says something's fresh, that doesn't make it fresh. You know what I mean? Like, the reason why I wear batons is because it's just red on the bottom. You got to be looking. You know what I mean? But if it was, I don't like where... I don't like to, some, most of the time, it's very rare I wear something that has someone else's logo all over me. You know, I don't like that. It's a phrase that goes around, wear the clothes and let the clothes wear you. I mean, you definitely rocking your shit, so. Always. And Fresh. that's it, I made all this. My um, name, my dog, my point of view, my cut, my fit, down to the socks. We talked about Elon Musk a little bit, which made me think of the Tesla truck that's going around. Yeah. Have you seen a new Tesla truck, yeah. SUV? What do you think about it? Dope. 
shit the glass broke, but I, you know, shit was dope. He does Scott. a lot of dope shit. Niggas ain't keeping up with him. He does fly shit. It doesn't mean he was like again. You know, he's a cool guy based on what he's done. So his swag comes from his success, right? But like my swag, and no disrespect, whether I made a dollar or not, I was swaggy the whole way. You could look under the hood when I was 16, I was killing it. And 15, 14, 13, and all of it. You know, so it's like when swag is bought or it comes from, you know, success of something physical, is that really swag? It's a certain kind of swag. But I'm not the guy that gets the girls because I got bread. I'm the guy that gets the girls because I'm that guy. You understand what I'm saying? I, when I was young, I used to take pride in getting the girls that everyone paid for for free. You understand? Like, I'd be like, I, y'all paid, and they'd be the rich guys, and, you know, the girls would want to kick it with me because I was the cool guy. The best car only gets you the best girl when you're around a bunch of herbs. Yeah, elaborate for those who don't know what herbs is. If people don't know who Herbs is and they're watching this show, I mean, but Herb is a Johnny. You know, just, you know, people that aren't so clued in, that depend on other people's swag to determine who they are. Very insecure people. You know, people that have no humor, people that pretend they're people that they're not. You know? Facts. I mean, in this generation, a lot of millennials are probably wearing that hype beast tag on them. All right, so recently, I mean, we seen you running through New York going crazy. Um, you recently had a show out there with the Black Guns. Can we talk about your music for a bit, what you have going with the Black Guns, BK Harbor Mill? How was that show? It obviously, it was sold out. It was crazy. People loved it. Yeah, it was hard. Pause. We had a good time. You know, I, I like rock and roll. I like instrumentation, and I don't see too much. And I've been trying to get artists to do it, and no one will do it. So I just started to do it myself. And, you know, Tash is the best guitar player on the planet, for real. So I can't lose. And, you know, I just really have a ball. It's just, you know, me just rocking out. And a lot of the records were relating to what was going on in my life in that moment. So it was almost like I had a theme album for every day I was out there. I had a song. So it was like, you know, line them up, shut them down. That was about problems and fuck you, pay me, people trying to rob me, you know, and, you know, all that shit. Don't get scared. All that shit is all about dealing with life, embracing the challenges, and having fun with it instead of being scared of it. And, you know, if I'm going to walk it, or rather if I'm going to talk that talk, I got to walk it. And there's cameras on me, so I can't be this confident unless I'm really about that action. So, you know, the, the records reflect what you're seeing. And the action isn't, like, you know, super gangster shit. I ain't doing nothing illegal. I'm just dealing with things, and, you know, the things I'm trying to conquer are way bigger than most. You know, not many people have a television network. Not many people have bet it all on themselves and put all their money on themselves and, and paid other people to help them make their dreams come true out of their pocket. That's facts. And um, the cameras are on you at all times, even if it's at your studio or if it's TMZ. Uh, we even called it DMZ trolling a little bit. Harvey talking about he liked the colors of Dame Dash Studios and shit. Kind of yeah. troll you. Well, I told him DMZ. <laughs> yeah. I so was like, all right, we could do it. Call it DMZ. I'm with it. What's your relationship with TMZ? I mean, they report stuff. You know? So, I guess if I'm doing things that are interesting, and what I like about TMZ is when they do cover things, they cover it. Like, they're covering it. 
if you don't say nothing, then they're going to make up their own narrative. But they're covering the narrative the way it's honestly happening, and I'm okay with that. See, when I wasn't in New York, the narrative was like people were just saying whatever, and I wasn't really thinking about what people were saying. I wasn't there. But, you know, in front of me, the narrative needs to be correct. I'm here. So now that I'm here, they get to see what's really going on. I want them to cover the real story. I have nothing to hide. You know, the more people that put cameras on while people are doing injustice, you know, it makes it easier for them to get busted or at least to have accountability. But in business, too many people try to rob you and get away with it because of technicalities. But morally, it should be fucked up. So, you know, if niggas ain't going to fuck around and care about it on a business level, at least the moral people will know who the champ is. I'm the champ. Period. Obviously, and you let that be known too, especially at the deposition. I mean, with the lawyer Chris Brown. Yeah. Um, can we talk about that a little bit? The deposition and viral moment. That's the guy that's been trying to get me locked up and steal my movie, Chris Brown, the lawyer, and you know Mike Munster, and Josh Weber, and Brian White, and they were trying to be cute and do some kind of dumb case in New York, knowing I had warrants, not thinking I could go and show up. And they were trying to make me look disrespectful to the court. And I wasn't, I just couldn't get out there. And I didn't have it in the moment. They had been, you know, the government had been snatching up a lot of my bread. And uh, the second I got locked up, 10 minutes later, he called my lawyer like, is your client gonna be ready for the deposition tomorrow? Thinking I wasn't gonna get out. I knew then he had called him. He's the one that sent the deposition to TMZ. You know, he's a snarky, nerdy thief. And I'm human. So when they put me in front of him, you know, I answered the questions. But in between that, I was letting him know my opinion of him in a very legal way. So I wasn't being rude to the court. I was being rude to him. But, like, I don't understand how people expect me to let someone just sit there and really flagrantly sit in my face and lie and try to rob me, try to get me arrested, try to steal my money, and think I'm going to be polite to him. It's not going to happen. I can't do it as legally as possible. I don't cross none of those lines. But that's why I like depositions, because you got to be in front of them. Obviously. And, um, and lawyers ain't shit. And he ain't shit. And obviously, I mean, that's known. Um, Chris Brown ain't shit. He's a work for hire. Um, but no, why is he still around? What's, what's his role who in knows, your case? Man. I just feel like he must have gave them the wrong advice. So he's the lawyer. And then he went and did this other case, like, you know, solicited some other uh, project I did, Mafietta, and did some frivolous lawsuit in New York as well. You know, the same circumstance. People, when I make a movie, they try to steal the footage, copyright it, and act like it's theirs. You know what I mean? And it's crazy, because I be having the whole shit on tape. But, you know, again, it'll play itself out. I'm not worried about it. There's no loss here for me. Absolutely. And I want to speak on a situation um, recently that went viral only because you're on television. Um, it's a guy named Omni and the Hellcat. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, but he had uh, IPTV and he used to sell this on fire sticks. And apparently he found like a, a loop, like a gray area in television and cable with fire sticks and IPTV to where he was able to sell this legally. Um, but the feds didn't like what he was doing because he didn't file his tax for over like three years. I like think he got three, four years. Um, he made some M's. He was driving like the new 2020 Lamborghini, you know, going crazy, 2040 exotic cars. Um, and the feds just came and snatched it all up. 
and he was like, I thought I had, you know, three years. I, I found my, t- I was going to found a couple months. It was a couple months before three years, but they still came and grabbed everything. He was buying everything cash? He was buying everything cash. I mean, he's a self-made millionaire. He was young, reckless. And paying no taxes. Yeah. I mean, he, think about He didn't pay taxes in, in two and a half years. Mm-hmm. He was going to pay the third year. Supposedly, he had three years. Whatever, man. He was getting the wrong advice from, you know, that's the thing is when you get, First generation money, you don't really know the rules that come with it, and you know, you're h- you're held accountable no matter who you pay for advice and who gives it to you. You're the one that has to suffer. So somebody gave him the wrong advice and he listened, and the person that gave him that advice, I hope he didn't pay them. But you know, accountants have been robbing me for years, like back to back to back. Barry Clawberg is the worst. You know, it's like Justin Timberlake's fucking account. This nigga ain't shit. Rob so many different people, man. It's still around. Because you don't know your money's fucked up till you don't have it. Niggas are skimming and doing all type of dumb shit. And then when it's gone, they just break the fuck out. And you have to stand, and you got to talk to the IRS. Like, I paid 250 racks a year to find out that the nigga didn't pay my taxes and took a million dollars out my account and considered it a fee. And the IRS is the ones that told me. And I, and he, it's not even illegal. And I got, and then you got to get to, to rectify the situation. You got to go to court and deal with the politics that takes so long. And it's more lawyers taking more money from you. You know, so that game is like, you have to be tolerant of bullshit, and you really have to know. It's like, to true success, you almost have to get robbed first to know what not to do next time. You know what I mean? Because they going they, they if they see you green, they taking advantage of you. They, it's like they supposed to. And this is the Leo Black Show with Dame Dash. You got a big picture of yourself back there. Facts.